Tommy James coming left and then right and then dead center on the net shift. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, I'm Ken Marangolo. He's Kevin Ricca. I'm so happy to be here. And, you know, Tommy sounds just as good as he always has. He's the best. Special guests in yeah. studio, T-Stracking. Special, I love it. It was so nice a couple weeks ago. I had to come back twice, man. Real Appreciate Deal Seal is sitting here as well, uh, although he's watching Game 4 for the millionth time, I'm sure. Please keep your pants on, sir. It was a uh, great week um, to be a Nats fan. Maybe not necessarily. Uh, we didn't accomplish the goal we set at the end of the last show, which was to be in first place. We were briefly in first place. Um, we're not currently in first place. Um, one game out, entering this Nat shift week uh, from the Atlanta Braves, who lost on an off day for the Nats yesterday. Uh, we, uh, we, the Washington Nationals, have uh, we'll get to the schedule that we have laid out in front of us before the next time we speak, but before we get there, there was a week that was for the Washington Nationals. Kevin, not our, not not our best week. Probably not like top two, top three necessarily. Now, five hundred week. Yeah. Uh, love that we finished the sweep in Baltimore. That was fantastic. Didn't love that we won one out of four and almost none, if not for Max Scherzer, the super pinch hit man. We almost got swept down there. It's a hey, it's part of the deal. This is what we got, and uh, you know. Atlanta's legit, man. They're not going anywhere. They're going to be in this fight, and I like it. I'm looking forward to this fight. Let's square up and bare-knuckle these sons of bitches. Again, you, you can't have your best week every week. It's baseball. It's no, a you marathon. Can't. It's an absolute marathon. Well, we've, had, we've had our worst week uh, multiple weeks in a row, so uh, why can't we, for a while at least we can have our best week multiple weeks in a week. We, in fact, we did have our best week multiple yeah. weeks in a row. Um, and, and we had our best month. Uh, we had the best month in the majors uh, for any team. Uh, we finished a four-week, a uh, little over four-week Nat shift run of 20 and 8. And we owned May, yes. We, yeah, so, I mean, um, from where we started the season, which was mediocrely um, in a group of teams I think we're better in, but teams I think that are better than we thought they were in the NL East, which is great for everybody, uh, most mostly the Nationals. Um, 20 and 8. Moves the needle hard. Uh, it's a clip um, that you don't expect a team to keep up for a whole season. Uh, they already haven't kept it up for a whole season, but it, it it's what they are capable of. They didn't play slouches all, all month of May. They played, we played some good teams. Um, we played some teams we're going to be seeing a lot of um, all season long. Uh, but in the most recent week, to me, it was you, you talk about the Atlanta series. Um, that was that was the you know you expect to win three against Baltimore. We don't have to. Dissect that too hard. I mean, that yeah, was... but we well, and here's when we should have, we haven't. So it was nice to get the job done. It was nice mm-hmm. to finish that. Uh, you know, I told you I got to go. I got to be with my family there. I could watch Max Scherzer pitch at point blank range. Every Nats fan should do that if they can. I know Baltimore's an easy trip. If you can go watch him pitch at someone else's field and listen to the comments around you, they're in awe. It was really cool. These Baltimore fans, they weren't they weren't mincing words positively. They, th- they said we're in the presence of a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And even on a questionable strike call, I was telling Ken, mm-hmm. instead of the booze and their normal Baltimore-type attitude that you know we've referenced, meanwhile, two Baltimore fans gave my kids a ball in, in, in the same inning, by the way. So I am done, done harping on Baltimore fans. They hand my children a ball next to the dugout because they had too many. You'll change your tune again. Listen, no, that'll <laughs> never go away. Their first ball no, will that never go away. Sure. But listen to the fans talk about Scherzer. Listen to their reverence. And when they, and a call was missed, uh, 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 that normally, if Chris Davis is at the plate and there's like, and a blown call, they're going to give the booze. But they said, well, that's what happens. 
when you go up against a guy like Max Scherzer. It's really cool to see someone share that reverence that we, that we have. And it shows you how special and lucky we are to have a man like Max Scherzer. I believe in the latter part of that statement more than the first part sure. of that statement. Sure. As a I've said it before, FBOs, I, I, I'm just not going to be a fan. I, I was because I had nothing else. But when I had a choice, it wasn't, it wasn't even like it didn't take but a second. But as a former O's fan, I'm I have a lot of respect the, the for the respect. Fans. Sure, the respect. The respect for the diehard. Yeah, yeah, Put it this way. They say the fans in the Dallas... The only people I don't have respect fans. for are Philadelphia Eagles fans. They say the so. fans in Dallas never shook been hands fan post-game. Fans in Dallas are very re- respectable. It's the Dallas fans locally that we have to deal with. Tr- That's sure. the problem. Sure, sure, sure. So the, the O's fans that we've been dealing with locally versus the O's fans I dealt with on the first baseline, the lovely lady and the gentleman that hooked up the Nats fans sitting on the first base dugout on Wednesday night when Scherzer went. Thank you both. I know you're listening out there somewhere. But we walked out of that stadium, and it made me feel like I was at an old place that I could go back to. Honestly, it you cannot cool. get a better baseball experience than in Camden Yards. Hey, we could hear Scherzer grunt. That's where that, we were, it's too. Worth the, it's yep. worth the going, even though I hate the O's. I w- if somebody gave me an opportunity to go, I'd be mm-hmm. like, hell yeah, because it's a great stadium. It's a great atmosphere. O- you know, I- I'm just being fun you know, on FBOs. It's just, it's the whole journey I've taken personally. And, the, and as you said, the O's fans we have to deal with. Around here, I think it's the Montgomery country. County O's fans. Correct, yeah. correct. Um, it, it's just fun to do because you know we're so close. But uh, the, the experience after being close the experience to home, at Camden Yards. Yeah. I, I, I hope Camden. you had a great time because I'm, yeah. I'm sure you did. Other than you know, uh, it, could, it couldn't us. have gone better. And then, gone better. unfortunately, it it certainly didn't get better. Um, lo- losing three out of four in Atlanta. Takeaways from that series for me. Um, the series started out perfectly for me. Uh, we got runner. I think we had two guys on base. Like I'm talking, first inning uh, of the series. I thought it was the start we wanted. I, in fact, I think it was a leadoff walk uh, that Turner got. Um, either way, I think we had uh, maybe it was a leadoff walk. Maybe we got a hit. Um, Newcomb was in trouble in the first inning. We only got one run. Uh, Roark wasn't extremely sharp. And it's, mm. I, I think about these these uh, teams. Like for me, like the Mets pitching staff has always been like the the, the one I feared the most because the names. Um, they're going down like flies right now. But is Fultinowitz, is he, if he's going to be that good uh, all year, because he, he looked pretty damn good um, against us. Um, he battled with he, he yeah, battled. He battled with, Scherz, with, yeah. uh, with Strauss. Yeah. Um, Strauss had all his stuff for the first seven innings. Yeah. Yep. Hey, uh, I'll tell you this, Ken. Uh, 55 strikeouts and 59 innings this week. We went way, way, way over the threshold of the amount of strikeouts we've had as a team this season. And uh, your boy Fulty had a lot to do with that. Yep. But we have a twelve. That, that, that's uh, he was up there. All I know is fifty-five Ks and fifty-nine innings of baseball this this past week was uh, just blew me away. That, that, that's not our deal. Give and, a perspective. And, what's an what's uh, an average? I mean, I mean, I don't know what the average is. I know that Trey Turner had one walk and nine Ks. Harper one walk and nine Ks. Rendon two walks and seven Ks. Like, come on, guys! You got Michael A. Taylor had the least amount of strikeouts on the team this week after leading the team all season long. Michael A. was a beast. But, I mean, come on, 55 Ks and 59 innings. But what I took from that Atlanta series was Trey Turner played some serious defensive baseball, and that jump throw is something that we haven't talked about enough because this is one of the coolest weapons in, in, the, in the game. And that guy is so freakishly athletic to watch him do that down in Atlanta. Yep. I, know, I know we went one and three, but, man, did he jump off the screen defensively. Yep. The dude brought it, He's a throwback, man. man. He as is. far as, I mean, I, I've never heard him give an interview. He doesn't. He's not very vocal. He's not very, like... 
you know, prominent outside yeah, of best friends with Rendon. He just looks. They commit, he they just looks the language. part of yeah. of of uh, Otto Graham when he was the kid. I, I, I agree. It, you know, I love it. If you build it, they will he's come. He's got that old the rural, you know, Kansas farm look to him, and I, I just love his demeanor on a on a baseball field. And what he does is pretty awesome most of the time. Speaking of off the charts, um, it should be noted that while recording this show, Max Scherzer pitched the second immaculate inning of the, of the major league season. And uh, ironically, the uh, other Get out of here. pitcher the to second one for the Nats. It, um, Kevin Gaussman did it uh, for the Orioles earlier this season. Um, nine pitches, nine strikes, three, uh, three whiffs. Uh, that wow. happened um, 29 minutes ago. He's done that now twice in three and a half years for yep. us. So he's with two no hitters and he's, he's having strike, a good night and a twenty strikeout game. I mean, you know, I think that was a pretty good acquisition. I think I heard said in Baltimore a bunch of times he's one of very few that earns his money. Yeah, he and he, I agree. He does. He earns every penny. Um, but that's special. That's special. Immaculate can, inning is uh, is 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 a rare bird. How about the last time he was on a baseball field? We brought him up to pinch hit as a batter. It's, he got the hit. It's and the game-winning run. It's, it's it scored from first on the triple. And then the icing on the cake. How's that Who happen? is this guy, baseball, man? Baseball is boring as it is, but to have a guy like that be so just downright entertaining to watch when he's on the, fo- on, on the baseball field, he's an absolute maniac. So hold on. This week, eight innings against the O's with how many Ks? Then he, and, and, and 11 or 12. Two, two hitter against the O's. Then he comes in, pinch hits against the Braves, comes out, Dominates all night tonight. I think 79 pitches in the eighth inning with an immaculate inning. And he was at the Caps game last night with him just bringing the house Decked down. out in red, a I, sweater, I, a helmet, stick. a stick, and, and leading the chance. I mean, uh, you can't a, get any better than that. No. There's a new name out there for King of D.C. I think uh, he's in the running. I'm not saying he's on, on, on top right now. I'm saying if you don't have Max Scherzer on your, uh, on your top four, top three, uh, Votes for the king of D.C. this specific season. Besides Max, who had the best week? Uh, we did not hit the ball very well. In fact, Mr. Soto was the only man who hit over 300 this There's week. There's another amazing story. But I will say this. Our bullpen, Rookie of the year. Our, our bullpen was that the, they had. They, they, were the be- they were the best this week. Our bullpen was absolute lights out. Don't you worry, Sublime's going to kick in here real quick. It's, Wait, uh, I was making sure. Brad, I, no, it's I think, I think it's just, it was indicative of Soto being a dog out there. Soto is a dog, and he's the only guy to hit over. We, our bats did not work that well this week, gentlemen. Uh, but Soto had the most hits with seven. Uh, no one had more than two RBIs. Michael A. Taylor had the most extra base hits, and you know Harper had two dongs. But So the last time I was on this show with you guys, and I've, I've always said I'm a Michael A. Taylor guy, and you were like, he's hitting 192. Oh, no, no, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Brutal. We I love Michael remember, A. Taylor. No, no, no. I just remember saying, it's baseball. Give him time. Michael A. Taylor's a guy who's going to start coming around. I've seen him start coming around. He's coming around. He was 5 for 20 this week. He had a couple extra base hits and a, and a home run. But what he did well this week, in his five times on base, he stole four bases. Yep. Four steals in six games. We know the type of athlete. He's not he a superstar. The, he's an, he, he's I a love baseball the guy. player. I love the guy, but T, you can't just hit less than 100 for the beginning of the, the first seven weeks of I the season. It. I know. Because when we document our, our Nat shift weeks, he had two one-for-23s, two a two-for-24, and a one-for-17. You know, that's a lot of lost at-bats. Now, I do agree he's coming around. He looks a little more confident at the plate, and he is a slow starter. But he's a dynamic athlete, dynamic yeah. in, on defense. 
What was it, Ken? 98 mile per hour throw out? Yeah, on the line uh, from center field like to the strike. catcher. It looked like a strike was thrown from the warning track. If you were catching, it would have been on the outside corner. That was sick. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, he's fourth in the league in strikeouts. Yeah. Um, that's not where you want to be. No. But that, that's that's his game. We know that about him. Yeah. Hopefully, he, hopefully he, well, he, he can't end up that high as a season finish. He's got to... He's got to get out of the top ten. <laughs> he can't right. be there. And, and he will. Is it, yeah, and he will. And he will. Isn't Eaton coming back? Well, hopefully. I mean, we, hopefully, until, until these hopefully guys. Hopefully right now. No, until they come back, they're not back. I mean, I'm not going to get to it. I think he will. I think he's closer than Murphy, which is sad because uh, Murphy ah. was, a week or two ago, Murphy was the closest. Um, and then now they're saying all the th- kind of things you don't want to hear as a fan. Like, you know, they just don't know. He's not comfortable. He doesn't look right. Well, you know that, yeah. uh, you know, I, I like to consider myself the knee guy in the yeah. house and the microfracture. They lied to us because they said, you know, there's a chance to be back for the start of the season. Lies. Microfracture Harsh. in the NBA is a year and a half, two year process. Oh, yeah. Like ACLs used to be. They used to say, uh, forget about that first year back. The next year back is the, the year where it really comes around. He's out there hobbling around. It's not because he's injured, and he's not going to hurt himself anymore. He's not in that danger. It takes a while for that knee to send these messages to that brain to get everything normal, to get on the same page, and he's not right, and he's not going to be for a few more weeks at, at, oh, at best. I'm, they're, they're saying more than that. I know because I'm, of the way he looks. Yeah, I'm, But when you have that microfracture, it is just absolute chaos to your, your body. You have to relearn everything. It's like running again. It's it's nuts. I think everyone knows what kind of value he provides, and I'll. I just want. I think we should get, at least, be pro- prepared. We're, there's no world where the Nationals quote unquote get rid of Daniel Murphy. That that, that world doesn't exist. But he is um, AL bound. This guy. He's a professional hitter. He's going to hit as long as he wants to in the major leagues, especially if the if the DH stays around. Um, if he has, if he truly has value. And you look at Rizzo. Uh, I don't. I haven't even. I, I can't even. Maybe we, between now and next week, we'll look at the second baseman, in, middle infielder market. Um, there's going to there's gonna be a player or two available that we should look at. And and I, again, it's not about not believing in uh, what Daniel Murphy can provide us in the playoffs. I think you look at what this organization has going forward. I, I just don't think Daniel Murphy is long for the National League, um, for all the reasons that make perfect sense financially and for all the reasons physically. He can play, He can be a player in the in the majors for a long time. I think. Um, it's already been discussed. I think his agent was even, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I read, you know, was involved in a conversation where it was at least acknowledged that, you know, here's a guy who's a professional hitter who's going to make a ton of money being a professional hitter. And if the Nationals front office can get value for him in the trade deadline and, and replace that b- part of their uh, lineup, you can't replace Daniel Murphy. We've been trying. Yeah. Uh, the best we did was a guy. Uh, no one's untouchable. Yeah. Th- that's the point. No one's untouchable. That's the point. I, I, uh, I don't want to get rid of Daniel Murphy. I want him to I, I be hear hitting what you're the saying. playoffs. I hear what you're saying, but a market-friendly contract for two more years on both ends, yep. I don't think he needs to be in the, in the American League just yet. No, no, I don't either. Just yet. I don't either. I, I'm telling you, you come back over this microfracture, what would you say about yep. ACLs the next year? And I know that because of this injury, his numbers and the, the end of last year, missing some time, he's not going to be the guy that's going to command high. I mean, shit, we... He, how we, we snuck him on a deal two and a half years ago that we yeah. didn't think was possible. You know, I'm, Without I'm, a doubt. And, and gosh, he overplayed that contract. So Good I think time. we got to be patient on that and watch his, uh, I, his I next month or two. I, I want him. I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. I'm not if saying that's your value, idea. If he has value, in order to get something good, you got to be willing to give something good. I'm just saying he's good. And if, if, you're gonna, what, if he's involved in a trade, we're getting something great in return. What he does for this dugout, what oh, he no. does for his I teammates. Agree. If we could keep him around for a couple more years before Defoe gets the reins turned over. Because right now we know he's not great defensively. 100% healthy. You know, he's solid 
but he's not great defensively, 100% healthy. And if he's on one leg out there, that because right, one thing we got going right now, I think we're playing damn good defense. Yeah. I think we got skill defensively, speed and athleticism with arm everywhere. And Defoe is tremendous defensively. Michael A, tremendous defensively. Daniel Murphy right now, I don't know if he fits that mold. And I hope he does moving forward until later in the summer. I think he'll come around to it. But we need him for this stretch run. We need that bat. We need that bat. What I get out Washington of has the third highest fielding percentage in the National League, by the way, behind Colorado and Arizona. Um, uh, so, to your point, they are playing good defense, uh, and they're, in fact, top three in the league, number one in the NL East. What are you saying, T? Uh, what I get from your conversation, what you're, you, you suggested, Ken, is that when you can't play with all the young boys out in the field anymore, but you can still hit, it's like going to the AL is like uh, going to the senior tour. No. No, I'm saying right now he can still play in the National <laughs> League. He can still play baseball in the National League. And I, I, I don't think the Nationals should be should be trying to move him. They're not making calls, hey, I would like to no. trade you Danny Murphy. We I'm saying we have too many first basemen. Part more of a shot at American League baseball. Oh, okay. All, all right. Sorry. Fair enough. You didn't then. pick up on it. Yeah, I, I, I just, if you, from a front office perspective, he's a guy who, who might have a ton of value to a team that might be willing to give up a ton of value. Um, it probably doesn't. Probably wouldn't, won't happen. But those are, are the kind of deals that happen if you are if you were to be forward looking and say, you know what, um, that that's where he's going. If someone's willing to pay up, kind of like like think about it in terms of the Redskins being willing to, to add a guy like Kendall Fuller to get a deal done before anyone else could bid on Alex Smith. If a team comes at me with a with an with a hardcore offer uh, for Daniel Murphy and they're willing to pay up, potentially even overpay. Maybe Kevin. Maybe we still say no. Maybe we still say, you know what? We got to have this guy. We, we do. He's an all star, and we yeah. have him for three years on a thirty-seven yeah. and a half deal, and he needs to earn the rest of it. Uh, I, I got no problem with I that. I don't think you. You. I think he stayed. You hey. need a guy like that for a World Series. Would he hit seven home runs in six postseason games his last year for the Mets, mm-hmm. and st- came up his first year for us? Didn't have a great postseason last year, but two years ago he was solid as hell and hit a couple more dongs in that Mets series. Th- th- this is a guy that uh, I. I when our bats have gone quiet in the postseason, have quietly gone quiet, you know, he's one of those guys that you can sit there and say, all right, he solidifies the middle of this lineup. But you do give up a tad bit, healthy at second, and it makes me nervous watching him run first to second. It was not pretty looking, boys. I don't know if you guys got to see that clip. It was no, not no. pretty looking. Nope. Uh, and it's not pretty looking for someone that wants to acquire him as well. Nope. Uh, he's got a month down there to figure it out. And that's where he's going to be because he needs to be in the mix. I think. I mean, I I'll I'll love to see him in a month. I think we're I think we're looking at like I, August to be honest with you. Um, but I, I well, hopefully that, that that trade deadline comes before then. I know. know oh, I know. Oh. I know. I I don't think anything's happening with him before the trade deadline. Unfortunately for us, I thought you were saying we're going to trade him because this is the last year of his deal. He's I don't done. think he was saying this year. Were you? Oh, I'm I'm I, all I'm saying is as a fan, I have to be open to the possibility. That he's a guy that could could potentially be on the block if a team comes calling and wants to pay and enough the trade for him. deadline before this trade deadline this season. Yes, I'm not, but I'm, I'm not here telling you I think the Nationals should say yes to that trade. But I, I, I think it's a it's an outside the box move for an AL front office to say, I would wouldn't it be great if we got a chance at this guy before he became a free agent before he became on the market? We'd be willing to send yeah. a team somebody, and and Rizzo might still say no. Maybe he should still say no. I think he should say Before no. the trade deadline, one thing we've done, this is our first year doing it on the Nat Shift, but on, on Nat Scraps is we try to, we, we, there's just, there's only a one or two maybe untouchable pieces in the organization below the top. Obviously, your, your superstars are for the most part untouchable, but 
big deals happen. And if you get married to a player, uh, especially at the minor league level, I'm not, uh, Daniel Murphy's a special case. Um, you get it, it, the same way when you fall in love with Sony Michelle and you don't get him, or you fall in love with uh, whoever our first round, Ryan Kelly, and you don't get him. Um, if you if we our. close our, if we close ourselves <laughs> off to the possibility you, that that he that, that that could happen, I, I um, the trade deadline is it gets more and more fascinating the longer that my city has a team. Um, I, I was fascinated by it as an O's fan growing up, and we made some moves, but um, as we watching this team be a World Series contender in the beginning of the season and watching a front office maybe just try to, to, to tinker with the chemistry or tinker with the formula just a, a little um, or in a major way. And, and it's worked for other teams bo- in both ways. Uh, and I, it's a fast, to me, it's a fascinating part about baseball. We throw down this trade deadline. I think something major we is going to happen. throw down. I don't know who it's going to be, but I think something big's going down. It's going to be a top of the line, starter and or reliever. Yeah, we're gonna have to give something to get it. We're, we're throwing down for some pitching, and we're gonna throw down, and someone's gonna be gone. Mm-hmm. And there's a log jam in the outfield with the uh, oh, yes. playoff roster, and it's gonna oh, be, yes. we're gonna lose one of those boys. Let's uh, let's hope it's a uh, it's someone that gets the job done. Yep. And uh, I'm not talking about October. I'm talking about August and September to get us over that hump. Because Atlanta's not going anywhere, and nope. Philly's got pitching. They don't have a great lineup, but Atlanta seems to have a little bit of both. I, I think Phil. Uh, I'm sorry. I think Atlanta is um, someone we need to pay a lot of attention to. And, yeah. And, but I, I, I'm not Freeman sold on the Freeman and Albies and Marcakis are going nuts right now. I don't man. see the Phillies in the same light. As no, I see the no. But their pitching is their pitching is outstanding. They're they're, they're keeping themselves in games. I think yeah. they had I think they had one run and RBI in their last series last week, and it was the uh, what's his name? What should we call it? The pitcher. Hit a home run, er- and then ripped Jake? everyone. Arietta hit a home run, Jake, then yeah. ripped everyone. And ripped everybody. Lat- ripped everybody. Caught it a horseshit yes. uh, A horseshit series, yep. yes. They got swept. Who was it that yeah. they got swept by? Was that, that wasn't a terrible team they got swept by, was it? Like, was it the Mets? I don't think so. Damn I think. it, I read it. The Giants, maybe? It was the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, the Giants. Exactly who it was. And they're getting Madison Bumgarner back. Shit. They're well, they're thirty and thirty. Yeah. Um, they sh- everyone, they should be better. The NL West has been uh, one of the most compelling stories of this of the season if you follow baseball. And you're, you're talking about a, a thirty and thirty team on the bubble who gets Madison Bumgarner back every fifth night. Um, that's that's a big deal. I, I think he, he, he in, in the same way that Daniel Murphy impacts our locker room. I think. Mad that's, bum. that's the left-handed Max Scherzer right there. I, 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 I and and I don't. I think the Giants would be idiots uh, to entertain the notion. But some it has been uh, talked about on the Talking Heads and in the uh, you know ESPNs and CBSs uh, the, the columnists that there's a there's a, the possibility exists that a guy like him for an organization that they look they might be looking at a window that's 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 closed or closing um, and they got a hell of a lot of that out of their open window. So I mean, we, they, we fly him into Dulles, yep. let him take a good look at Loudoun County, okay. the hunting and the fishing and the, and the terrain. Let's never let him get inside the 202 city limits. Let's <laughs> sign him up. There you go. Let's get him in here and let that old boy have at it. I, he's a hunter, fisher, gatherer, pitcher, home run hitter. I can't imagine what it would take to trade for Madison Bumgarner. I think it would be a, a, an unbelievably unprecedented amount Um and I, I'm not convinced that the Giants are going to be willing to offer him, but I do think it's a franchise. He, he's, he could bring them, uh, like Herschel Walker, you know, level like uh, franchise building. Mike, I mean, that's, like, that's like Durant going to the Golden State, right? Who, who was that? He? When Durant, 
Well, he I mean, a free agent. Be, it would yeah. be like a if he came blockbuster deal, especially if he was added to a, oh, a team like ours, Jesus. without a doubt. That would be the blockbusterist of blockbuster yeah. deals. I hate I hate being yeah. like this is like total fan. You've always world. been optimistic, but that's pretty big, dude. Even that, it, even Buster only would think freak big. out about Jesus. that. Think big I, again. You don't just give away uh, six. You know, an eight foot left hander who throws no. twenty five innings a day. Buster uh, only, he, Buster rhymes. Uh, yeah, uh, that'd be super Buster. Paul that'd Bunyan, be ridiculous. It's not happening, everybody. But um, doo doo, just sent him home. It's the it's the uh, it is the trade deadline season. It is the fun of it, um, and we're buyers. We're not sellers, and that's always a good distinction going into a trade deadline. When you're a buyer. Um, it's it's a whole hell of a lot more fun than than if you're a seller. And, uh, yeah, we've been bargain basement hunting for the yeah. last few years. It's time to make a gigantic purchase. It's time. This is time. Stop messing around. Let the learners step out of the way. Let Rizzo do what Rizzo does, and let's make something happen. Hey, speaking about what Rizzo does, before we uh, get lost over here, after Dudu got Tampa Bay lost, let's talk about uh, at least a couple of these guys that we picked up last night. What do you think, man? Um, I like the high school kid because they say he throws four legitimate pitches. Um, While and, being an outfielder catcher, so he hasn't even focused on this yet. And um, so our front office has a style. They, they will take um, – uh, they'll let a guy fall to them who, who's had an injury history. Bring me your wounded, your Tommy Johns, and all of your knees. And, and they're, they've had – you know, Seth Romero was uh, – that was mental health. It, yeah, it, it, it was a character thing. Um, he still hasn't pitched for us. He got sent home in spring training. Um, it, he was a guy who fell. With talent, but fell. So the injury fall um, has helped us out. In fact, Anthony Rendon, if we're being honest. Best Anthony, one. He should have Best one. He should have been number one or two or whatever. He, he was going to be the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he had a little knee thing at Rice, and uh, he slipped and landed in our laps. Um, that was a huge one. We've done it with uh, we did it with Lucas Giolito. Giolito was the other one. I thought, yep. So, anyways, th- this guy is 18. But the other half of the equation um, in the MLB draft is signability. Like, can you get this guy to sign? Uh, I think this guy's University of Florida bound. Do you think you can get him in, into your organization? Rizzo generally will only draft a guy if he has a good reason to think he can sign him. Um, and who doesn't want to sign with the Nats right now if you're a pitcher? And the, the, the sneaky Pete part of this whole deal is, of course he feels that way. Of course we feel that way. But uh, he went to Merritt Island High School in Florida, which happens to be 20 minutes from Vieira, Florida, which means spring training for old Mason Denneberg is not but a couple of exits up 270 for us. Yep. I, I mean, mean he's 20 minutes away from our brand new facility. Now, that's tremendous. That's just good location. Location, location, it's signability. location. That's, yes. that, that's what enhances signability. Yes, and if you're, you know, there's going to be plenty of teams that drafted above us, players that were rated above ours, um, who, who will come back into the draft in three years because uh, they weren't able to sign with their yeah. teams. Because $2.6 million apparently isn't enough to get an 18-year-old kid not to go to college and hang out with hot girls and play college sports. Which I, it blows my mind, but it's a tough to see. God bless him. I understand. I, I understand. Yeah, I know. Then again, I'm, I'm speaking from having already done one of those things. So, sure. Uh, can you imagine some of the? I mean, can you imagine? Uh, you can imagine. I don't know like, if I traded for two point six. A recruiting know. visit to the SEC um, is money doesn't go make long ways. I don't. I know. I had a pretty good damn time in college. I think Denneberg <laughs> will have uh, some chances to have some fun as well. <laughs> yeah. I think. Uh, He's got all kinds of options, and that's all you ask for. And, yes, 
Both of them are tremendous. We're, we're, we're fighting right now over which is better. Which yeah. is uh, which one? Which, which one do you think? The dime piece or the perfect ten? I think odds are he signs with the with the Nets. Um, yeah. At eighteen, he becomes a, um, a, a probably a middle uh, a high single A prospect right away. Um, the the depth that our organization is um, has was has affected most of the high the high A's the high multiple A's the high minors. Um, we're 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 incredibly strong in the middle uh, middle of our organization. The, the the low A and the uh, you know high single A. The, like we're, we we have we have we have guys, um, but what we don't have a lot of right now are are you know top ten MLB prospects. Which for God knows what reason, as a as a contender year in and year out, we just always seem to have a top five or top ten guy. And that 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 in and of itself, um, it, you can give Rizzo the credit, you can give whoever the credit, but. Our farm system has been pumping out top ten prospects who have performed. Our scouts, yeah, it's our great. guy, uh, our our ability to see talent, and and one thing I love dearly is six of our first seven picks in this year's draft, pitchers. Six yep. of our first seven, as of two hours ago, and we're just and it, because they said it's a pitching heavy draft, and also because we um we gave three pitchers for uh, exactly. Adam Eaton exactly um we we well we we trade we've traded a lot of our pitchers. two of the hurt guys that we tra- that we we got later on in the draft went in that deal yep yep and it's pretty cool man um so I I I I think that uh, because of the hit rate um or the success rate uh of some of these top guys and their ability most importantly their ability to get sign them. Um, yeah. Makes me make sure that everyone knows the name Mason Denneberg and Tim Kate, six six yeah. foot hundred and sixty seven pound guy. Both these guys were on the Team USA under eighteen. Gold that was what impressed me about Kate because uh, you still get you can still get a guy who's been in a pro, uh, very high level program. Um, he was going to be a made first, the team. He was going to be a first round draft pick, and, and he had a little forearm tightness. And we get him in the second, and this is what we do. Like you, like you properly explain this is kind of our ski low this is our mo this does. is how we go about things this guy was gonna be a first round guy tommy john searchman was 16 years old we're like the honey badger in this deal and that's don't give an f bring him on let's see what and he's he, got he's got a work. nasty curve he throws 94 he's a six foot lefty the guy the guy reminds me the way he's described of a, a, a young geo gonzalez man yeah uh, and Gio Gonzalez is not six foot, by the way. I've stood next to him. Right. And I'm not I don't think foot. Tim Kate is either. Yeah, he's probably right. not. 167 not pounds, soaking yeah. wet in Gio, the blue corner. You might have that on him, maybe by a pound or two um, after brunch. <laughs> uh, but I, the uh, um, I just I love the I love the drafting strategy. Uh, the MLB draft isn't televised. It's not a big deal the way some other drafts are. Uh, you think it's. The way the way they the way they've been successful at this, you wonder why it's not a bigger deal. Why why more teams don't do it? The well, Redskins, I mean, the Redskins have been doing it. The percentage of the guys that actually end up making it. I mean, the NFL is Overall, because these guys are the, the, the first round picks are. No, no, it's just the mo to, to let a guy fall to you part. because I mean, of a specific injury. And I'm just saying that that is something that's very specifically that we do. And I'm just saying I also have been watching the Redskins do the same thing. We've been um, taking guys uh, almost every year. We I'm get just one guy. About why it's not popular, I think because these guys they get picked. They, their names. Well, you got to hit the right guy. Their names are said on one day, and then you probably don't hear from the overwhelming majority of them again for four or five years. Yeah. No, Six. some of these guys. Well, uh, it could maybe be. never. It could, it could but, be but, never. That's yeah. what I mean. No, but yeah, but but just, no. But the, but the, the now Washington Nationals has been very successful at it. I mean, sure. Just in the same way I'm that anytime that. someone just, does something no really well, watch that. Why? Why isn't it? Uh, you know, except for you, widely thinking. And I, I don't think it would work. For example, I don't think you would you would do it in the in a two round draft like the NBA. 
I don't think it makes any sense. I think you need you need you need guys to come in and be able to play. Um, I think you unwittingly drafted the the guy who will never be the, the Greg Oden, for example. I think um, we wittingly draft guys with Tommy John because our third pick, Reed Schuller, yep. had Tommy John I just saw. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And it, 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 wittingly, very wittingly, um, you know, picking these guys up um, and developing Give us your hungry, prospects. your injured, your Tommy John yeah, masses. Elbow tendonless. Bring them in, man. All right, who do we got this week? Uh, we just took the first of two um, at home against Tampa Bay. Uh, we stick around for three in a weekend set against the San Francisco Giants, they'll get Strasburg. They'll get Geo. Starter to be named later yeah. Sunday afternoon. I sent some base yeah, running. Big smooth hurt himself his hamstring. That uh, stunk. The big news to me is we miss Madison Bumgarner. Uh, he's starting tonight. He's back. Uh, he won't start um, for our series, which is I, I think it's huge. I expect him to have a good night tonight. If he's playing, I expect him to be great. I love not having to face him. They don't get uh, Scherzer. Um, in fact, when we come back here next Tuesday night, we'll be in game one of the postponed, delayed uh, two-game New York Yankees set. Are we finishing Very interesting. the yes, first game? you finished the first game. First. Uh-huh. The schedule does not read that, it's in but, game, but it's, it's in a the fact. Fifth ga- it's in the fifth inning. But yes. And yeah. guess who comes to the mound? I believe. Uh, th- we'll see how they lay it out. But um, at this point in time, in a tie ball game. Uh, three uh, to three. Max Scherzer. Um, is 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 due up that day? That's his day on the mound. He'll be the starter in the. He can't be the the, 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 the fifth inning guy, right? I don't think so either. Um, who was now? That'd be so but weird. He's a, right what right he, now, he's do he's the starter on Tuesday, June twelfth. All right. But now and I, that starts at like a, an eleven out of thirteen AL East situation. I think it's an AL East like onslaught. Yankees, Toronto, Yankees. Oh, you know what? Monday, June eighteenth. That's when we pick up the game. Uh, yes. That's when we finish playing the game that we that was started. Both. It's currently tied. And Both. guess who's scheduled to play that day? Maxi Max. Correct. Mm. Um, and we'll see if they, if they the hold that man. start. So either way, the Yankees are going to get uh, a shot or two of uh, Max Scherzer. And you wouldn't want that any other way. No, that lineup versus that pitcher. Although he's going to challenge That's them with fastball. That's it, it's going to be it, It's going to be fingernail chomping, too, because he's nasty. They're nasty. This time we went with uh, that is must-see TV, the Commodores sir. to close us out. Little. Uh, you didn't play the little fit long night foot, shift. Blue eye, black eye. This is it. We're coming in. We're, coming, we're gonna oh, go going to go out on it. We're going to go out on it. Yeah, I, when I heard Tommy James. Tom, to me, like the Tommy you James set is a that trump. Up. That was good. I that was that was I just hit shuffle and and that's the one that came and I it was right from the second I I hit the button. Um, Creepy. It is kind. Of, and I don't know what, what what was what was happening there. Well done, Dudu. Three saves last week. Before we get out of here. Yeah. Again, we talked about that last the fourth week. Fourth one tonight. He'll he'll start chomping him up yes, like Pac Man. Um, and he'll his, right now he's still in the top five, top six in the, in the uh, NL and. Those numbers will go up because we'll be winning games. Hopefully those games come uh, in a hurry for us to be able to get to uh, 100 games, uh, 100 wins. I believe we have to win 66 more. Yeah. That's the magic number. Well, boys, we're going to have to hit better than we did 185 last week as a team. We're going to have to come out and swing the bats a little more. Stop striking out and stop hitting below 200. Let that bullpen keep doing work. Let the starting pitching keep doing work. We'll be all right on the Nat shift. I'm 
gentlemen. T, Matt thanks Jim. for joining us this evening. Yeah, hey, man, I'll come down here anytime and talk a little Love bit of baseball. You. But right now, all I got to say as we depart, go Caps. Let's go Caps. Let's go Caps. Matt Seal, the real deal. Appreciate you. He's Kevin Ricca. Let's go Caps. I love it, man. I love it. Let's get the boys another night off on Thursday. Think they'll be in Vegas? <laughs> oh, it's a yes. lot to ask. Uh, until next Tuesday night, I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was The Nat Shift.